as God intended. Let's go. Pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host for today, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian and functional medicine practitioner and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you are into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is definitely the show for you. I am so super grateful for having the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps, downloaded from Apple and Android. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show, Global Healing. They make beautiful natural supplements that are made with pure ingredients. One of the products that I'm a big fan of is their organic vegan vitamin B12 formula. B12 is necessary for maintaining the energy pathways in the body, is necessary and critical for the neurological system, and I really appreciate the fact that it is triple activated, which means it's made with the three best forms of B12, it contains Ormus supercharged minerals, and it is made with triple distilled biophotonic structured water. Global Healing is offering a very generous 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Use the discount code of OUTLOUD when placing your order. O-U-T-L-O-U-D, OUTLOUD to get that 15% off of your first purchase. Okay, so let's get into it. We have a great show for you today. We will be talking about skin. Skin is such a popular topic for obvious reasons. Everybody wants to look younger than they are. They want their skin to look nice, to feel nice. And both men and women, I would have to say, are concerned about their skin. Mostly women, I think that's more of a topic that women uh, deal with, but I have to say it's becoming more popular amongst you gentlemen. So it's really a topic that everybody's very interested about. So we're going to start by hitting the highlights of the skin, but before we get into hitting some of the highlights, we need to discuss what is the skin. 
It's one of my favorite organs. It's a fascinating organ and I don't think it gets enough, uh, how should I say, a credit <laughs> for all the things that it does. Okay, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the skin, the structure of the skin, the different layers, what the job of the skin is. Just sit back and listen very casually. You don't have to memorize all of this. It's just so that you get a general idea of the skin, how it's structured and all the things that it does for us. We need to understand that primarily before we understand how do we nourish the skin? How do we help the skin? How do we heal the skin when we have all kinds of issues and problems? Okay, so first thing we need to know about the skin, the primary function is to act as a protective barrier from the outside world. That's a primary reason for the skin. It also regulates body temperature. It gathers sensory information and it contains cells that produce pigment. And there's actually a number of layers of the skin and the number of layers that we count on the skin really depends on how you count them and how you see them. And what I mean by that is in general, most information we hear about the skin tells us that there's three to four primary layers of the skin, and that is true. But depending on how they're counted, there can be as many as eight to 10 layers of the skin. So I'm gonna run through a really quick description. So the first primary layer of the skin we have is the epidermis. And the epidermis itself has four main levels. The epidermis is the very thin top layer and the thickness varies based on the location. So as we all know, the skin on the eyelids, that's the thinnest skin in the body. And then when we get to the soles of the feet and the palms of the hand, that's where it gets to be the thickest. So the first level of the epidermis is what we call the stratum corneum. And that's the outermost protective layer. It keeps skin elastic, it prevents water evaporation, and it retains moisture. Now it's made of dead flattened cells that we called keratinocytes, and they shed approximately every two weeks. They produce keratin, it's a fibrous protein that provides structure to things like skin and hair and nails. So that is the main level, the top level uh, of the epidermis. And then we're gonna go into the four main levels. So I'm going into the second one. Second one is called stratum lucidum. It's a separate layer in the thicker epidermis. And again, the thicker layer refers to like the hands and the soles of the feet. It's a translucent layer of flat dead skin cells, three to five cells thick, and it protects the skin from friction and force. It also allows the skin to stretch. It waterproofs the skin, and it contains a protein that helps cells degenerate. So that's the stratum lucidum. Now we get into the third layer of the epidermis, and that's called the stratum granulosum. And this is where we get into the hydrolipid barrier. It produces ceramides and phospholipids. And just remember that, lipids, lipids, lipids. 
that's referring to fats. And I'm going to come back to spending a little bit of time talking about that because that, that's very important when we're talking about the health of the skin and how to support the health of the skin. So this layer contains keratinocytes that are gradually being pushed towards the surface of the skin. While they're moving through this layer, the cells start to lose their characteristic and become more dead and flattened. And the hydrolipid barrier is waterproof that prevents the fluid from escaping through the skin. And then we've got the fourth layer of the epidermis, and that one is the stratum spinitium. And this is the thickest part of the epidermis. This is where newly formed keratinocytes are found, also cells called Langerhans cells. And these are the cells that fight infection. This layer is the main barrier that prevents foreign substances from entering the body. And it provides protection to the basement layer. And that's the next layer that we're going to talk about. So remember this layer, we're going to come back and talk about it. This is the layer that has immune cells that protect things from getting into the skin that we don't want. So then we go to the next layer, and this layer is the stratum basal. Stratum basal. It contains column-shaped cells that push the older keratinocytes towards the surface where they flatten and die. It also generates keratin and melanocytes and pushes them up to the stratum stratum, excuse me, stratum corneum every 14 days. So the melanocytes, those are the cells that produce pigment, and that's what gives you your skin color. And we also have located here in this layer what we call Merkel cells. And Merkel cells are the cells that sense touch. So those are the five layers that make up the epidermis. And all of this, all of these layers and all of this activity results in the loss of 40,000 cells every minute of our lives. Just wrap your head around that for a minute. 40,000 cells every minute of our lives. It's kind of shocking when you sit and think about that. And the very top layer, the top layer that we can touch and see, again, that's called the stratum corneum, we are so concerned about that layer because it is our most anti-aging and anti-infection layer. And when removed prematurely, like when we go to those places that do all kinds of uh, skin processes, like, like our med spas, we get our chemical peels, exfoliation, those types of things, what happens when you peel off those top layers the younger cells underneath are left exposed and vulnerable. And if using any kind of harsh chemicals or toxins, you know, all the things that we put on the skin that we shouldn't be putting on the skin, or if we swim in pools that contain chlorine or go in hot tubs, these types of things, it creates an environment of missing microbes. So these harsh chemicals call the, cause the die-off of microbes that live on the skin. 
that leads to the creation of inflammation, abnormal cells, and very easy entrance for toxins. And that's a really important thing to understand because all of these med spa treatments to keep you looking younger, keep your skin feeling softer, some of them can be doing more harm than good. So later on in the program, we're going to be talking about different health issues, different things that we all deal with. And obviously, we're going to be talking about, since this is a show about health and healing, how to care for the skin, how to support the skin. And by doing so, keeping the skin as young and youthful and beautiful and soft as possible. So we reviewed the first primary layer of the skin, the epidermis. Now we will go into discussing the second primary layer, which is called the dermis. And the dermis is the middle layer of the skin. This layer contains connective tissue, nerve endings, and hair follicles, as well as glands. And an example of the gland that we are most familiar with are the sebaceous glands. And those are the glands that secrete oil. And in particular, we call that oil sebum. And our glands that produce sweat as well. This is the layer that is affected with certain health issues like scleroderma, sun damage, hives, or certain collagen disorders. And when we get into the dermis, the dermis is made up of two parts. So the first part of the dermis is the papillary and the dermis and reticular dermis. The papillary dermis is the thin upper layer that contains our capillaries and capillaries are our tiny blood vessels. And the capillaries help regulate skin temperature and provide nutrients to the epidermis. It also contains receptors that transmit sensations of delicate touch and the receptors that transmit sensations of vibration and pressure. The second part of the dermis, the reticular dermis, is the thick lower layer that contains connective tissues and dense collagen bundles. And as mentioned in last week's episode that we did on collagen, collagen is the main protein that provides structure to skin and connective tissues and gives skin its elasticity and strength. And now we get into the last layer, primary layer of the skin. And this layer is called the hypodermis. And it's the last primary layer of the skin of the main layers. And this is the innermost layer. It's also known as subcutaneous tissue, and it's made up of fat, connective tissues, larger blood vessels, and nerves. This is the layer where the majority of body fat is stored. And that body fat insulates you against changes in temperatures, and protects your muscles and organs from impacts and falls. So the hypodermis layer 
also does the following. As I mentioned, it stores fat cells for energy reserves. It gives the body its smooth contoured appearance. Also, I mentioned it regulates temperature through the contraction and dilation of blood vessels. It also serves as the attachment point for bones, muscles, and other organs to the skin. It contains deep pressure sensors. And some of you will find this very interesting. It produces a hormone called leptin that helps keep the body's metabolism in balance or what we call homeostasis. So some of the conditions that can affect the subcutaneous layer of the skin are things that we've heard of like bed sores, or when somebody gets hypothermia, that's, that occurs in this layer. Uh, third degree burns occur in this layer and tumors. So that is a quick synopsis uh, of reviewing the skin, all the different parts of the anatomy, things that they do, these different parts of the skin, what's located there and so forth. So again, in order to understand skin and how do we approach skin as an organ in regards to our health, taking care of our skin and supporting our skin, all of these pieces of the puzzle need to be understood on a at least a very basic level. Okay, so we have just gone through all the layers here of the skin. We're going to take a short break. And when we return, I will continue discussing and going into further discussion about our beloved and beautiful skin. So stay with us. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R dot com. 
This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you are not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so let's get back into it. We're into a really interesting discussion about the skin and the health of the skin. So we talked in the first part of the show about basic anatomy and physiology and functionality of the skin. And now we're going to talk talk about or get into the discussion of what causes health issues in the skin. So a couple of things. Um, Healthy cells are essential to healthy skin. I'm going to say that one more time. Healthy cells are essential to healthy skin. Now, I'm not just talking about healthy cells that are skin cells. I'm talking about the trillions of cells that are found in your body. You are made up of trillions and trillions of cells. And if any of those cells are not healthy, it's going to affect the skin. That means creating the right environment for ourselves is really important. And a right environment is created by having a good balance of water, hydration, oxygen, relaxing, breathing, meditating, taking time to slow down, and nutrients. Nutrients are looking at diet, our intake, but also very important are our supplements. I have mentioned on so many previous shows that if you think you can achieve meeting your nutrient needs through food alone, if you are somebody who is going through the normal means of procuring food, and that means going to your commercial grocery store, I can assure you, you are not. Regardless of how well you are eating as far as food choices, avoiding sugar, avoiding gluten, all those things are great and they're going to be beneficial and helpful, but we are unable, we have arrived, and actually we arrived at this a long time ago, we have arrived at a place where you are unable to receive all of the nutrition that the body needs from food alone. Now, if you are that rare person who has access to a farm or you grow your own food and 90% of your food comes from a controlled growing environment that is not commercial growing, then what I said may be very, very different. You may be that person who is able to achieve all of your nutrient needs through the process of food and eating. But for most of us, unfortunately, today, that's not the case. So nutrients are really important to the whole body, to all cells, but also to our skin. And oxygen is fundamental for the metabolic function of cells. So things just such as fresh air, movement, exercise, hyperbaric chambers, all of those things are really, really important to your cells. And one other thing that I'd like to mention around that 
is the type of materials you're putting on your skin. Everything from your socks and underwear to your bedding that you use at night to the clothes you wear during the day, the clothes you wear to go to bed at night. It is almost impossible to find clothing that is breathable, that is 100% cotton. You really have to do your research. You really have to get on the internet and find companies who specialize exclusively in the production of clothing, bedding, using materials that are breathable for the skin. That is a real thing. So the more often that we wear clothes that are not breathable, which what that means is that does not allow oxygen access to the cells, um, especially of the skin, that is also something that can cause a rapid aging, aging of the skin. So that's something to really, really think about. I cannot express enough how important that is. Skin is a living, breathing, communicating, and regenerating tissue. It is the largest organ of elimination, secreting out sweat and oils and keeping out unwanted invaders. There is an entire ecosystem that rides on the surface of our skin and is in constant contact with the immune system, digestive system, nervous system, and hormonal systems. Disruption of the skin's microbiome results in dysbiosis, which means an imbalance in the microorganisms that live on the surface of the skin. So whenever we talk about any single organ system, today we're talking about the skin, but anytime we talk about any organ system, you have to understand that all the organ systems are in relationship to each other. And there's never any discussion really about one single organ system. Now that seems contrary to what this whole show is about. The whole show is titled Skin and how do we take care of it and how do we provide it with the best resources, the best food, how do we take care of our skin so that it looks beautiful and does its job really well and treats us really well and doesn't give us issues and problems? Well, we are talking about one organ system, but what I just said is that the skin and the surface of the skin is in constant contact, and I'm going to repeat it with the immune system, the digestive tract, the nervous system, and the hormonal systems. So you always have to think about the entire human body in relation or in partnership or in communication with many other organ systems in the body. I have a saying that I always say to my clients in my center, that old saying that if mom's happy in the home, then you know everybody's happy in the home. If mom's not happy, then really no one's happy and everyone's walking on eggshells in the home. That is exactly how the body is connected and how the body works as well. So if the spleen is unhappy or having an issue, boy, let me tell you, all the other organs know about it. The skin knows about it. The liver knows about it. The gallbladder knows about it. The nervous system knows about it. So this concept that we are fed, which is a complete 
bullshit concept, just going to say it, where if we have something, an issue in the body, let's say that if we have an issue while we're talking about skin, so let's pick on that. If we have an issue with our skin, we go see a fill in the blank, a dermatologist. Or if we have an issue with our feet, we go see a fill in the blank, podiatrist, and so forth and so on. And that sends the antithesis of the wrong message to us about the body and how it's all interconnected. We are so interconnected between all of our cells, all of our organ systems, and Mother Earth. And that's why going back to saying, as I said previously, if you want healthy skin, you have to engage with the earth. You have to engage with the elements. So things such as fresh air, movement, those are all things that are really, really important for the health of the whole body. But in particular, we're talking today about the skin. So how does the skin become inoculated with a healthy microbiome? Well, this brings us right to the best kept beauty secret in the world. And all of you pregnant women out there or women who are looking or wanting to get pregnant, listen up to this. This is in what I'm about to discuss. This is a really important thing. So the most important inoculation of our lifetime is from our mother's womb. That is the greatest beauty secret right there. So the initial inoculation of the microbiome that we receive is right there from the get-go. As we actually move through, come out of our mother's womb and move through the birth canal, we are exposed to the mother's microbiome. And when you think about the two things that are most important for the skin, one of them is hydration. And as a baby, you're bathed for nine months in amniotic fluid. And what is the best thing for skin? Hydration. What is the next most important best thing for the skin? The microbiome. So babies born to cesarean section are not colonized by their mother's womb, by the birth canal. They're colonized by the ambient microorganisms Ambient means in the air that are floating around in the immediate area. And that's what ends up colonizing their skin. So this impacts the future health of the skin for a lifetime. I'm going to say that again. The inoculation, whether that is a great inoculation that we receive from the birth canal from our mother, or we don't receive the best inoculation. If we're born through cesarean section, this affects the future health of the skin for a lifetime. And then what happens for any of any of those out there who have seen a baby be born, either live and in person, or maybe you're listening and you have birthed many babies, or maybe you're the dad that was in the waiting room, or not the waiting room, in, in the actual birthing room and witnessed your own children being birthed. What is the first thing? that happens. 
they rush the baby right away to rinse the baby off. So they're washing off that beautiful inoculation of that microbiome from the mother. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the best thing to do. That is not a very intelligent, wise thing to do. The health of the baby in the future can be permanently altered by doing something like that. And the maternal flora is activated or activates the 200 prebiotic oligosaccharides found in breast milk. So breastfeeding is the most important thing as far as creating or gifting your child an immune system. So the maternal flora is passed and activated to the child through the breast milk. So formula feeding, and if we have that coupled with not passing through the birth canal, this impairs the future health of the baby because the diversity of the microflora is malnourished, or what we get is malnourished microbes is how I should say it. So missing microbes increase our risk of infections, allergies, and skin disorders. And at the end of any day, the health of an individual comes down to the microbial population or environment and the health of each and every cell in our body. So the total health of our cells is reflected in the health of our skin. I have this favorite quote about skin. It's from Jane Fonda. She says, the glow and energy of a healthy woman is the ultimate beauty, the only beauty that will actually last. So all that marketing and advertising around organizing skin into the categories of dry, oily, in the T-zone, combination skin is utter nonsense. All of these types of issues are results of symptoms of microbiome imbalance. And if all of these are manifestations of bacterial or microbiome imbalance, if microbial diversity mutates, then that allows pathogenic bacteria to breed and trigger skin issues. And one of the main causes of the breeding of pathogenic bacteria is the use of over-the-counter cosmetics and personal care products, which are loaded with chemicals like petroleums and parabens. You must understand that skin microbes are pervasive through the layers of the epidermis. So when the skin gets injured, our healthy and desirable skin microbes invade the area to defend against non-native pathogens, which prevents infections. So for God's sake, avoid all these hand sanitizers and antibacterial soaps and lotions and whatever, for they are notorious for destroying and wiping out our much needed skin microflora for overall health and wellness. And if that's not enough to convince you, then let me appeal to your vanity and express it a different way. <laughs> 
It is the bacteria that regulates skin collagen and protects the skin from UV damage. So the imbalance of our microbiome in the gut and of the skin results in chronic inflammation that can lead to damage to collagen and bacteria. And this contributes to rapid aging. And who wants that? Nobody, I assure you, nobody's interested in rapid aging. As stated by Dr. Bruce Agnew, he says in his book, The Skin Microbiome, that's the title of his book, all changes and disturbances to the skin microbiota have contributed to the rising rates of chronic inflammatory and autoimmune diseases seen in wealthier countries that tend toward hypersanitation and the abuse of antibiotics. So we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to end this segment uh, on the skin with discussing strategies on how to love the skin and learning the things that we need to be doing that will allow our skin to thrive and breathe. So stay tuned, stay with us, and we'll be right back after these short messages. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Okay, so welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. And before we return to our topic of how to have the most beautiful skin ever, just want to mention that Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. And between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. If while you are listening and a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. 
we would love to hear from you. And all questions and comments are welcome. Okay, so we are talking about skin and how to love on your skin. And so many of us are just plagued with so many problems when it comes to skin. I mean, my gosh, I, let me think off the top of my head, all these skin issues that I deal with all the time with clients that come into the center. Gosh, uh, acne, blackheads, rosacea, uh, bruises, cellulite, uh, cherry angiomas, wrinkles, sagging skin, dark spots, scars, eczema, psoriasis, dandruff, rashes, dry skin, skin tags, uh, uneven textures or complexion, dermatitis, hyperpigmentation, age spots, fungal infections, skin lesions, or scale, scaly type of uh, skin patterns. So that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot going on. And so what do we do about all of that? Well, this last session section of, or last session of this uh, discussion today, I wanna talk about what are some of the things that we can do to nourish our skin. So I'm gonna make a comment and it's gonna seem like I'm going off in left field, but I am not. Just hang in there and stay with me. It'll make sense. And the first comment that I'm gonna make is creator does not make mistakes. I'm gonna say that again. Creator does not make mistakes. I said in the first section of this entire discussion that we were going to come back to the discussion of the hydrolipid layer, which is the third layer in the epidermis. And that third layer, if you remember, is called the stratum granulosum. It produces what we call sebum, which is a rich, oily substance that lubricates with oil and protects the epidermis and inhibits the growth and movement of bacteria and waterproofs skin and hair. Of such importance that this sebum is that every single hair follicle on the top of your head has its own sebaceous gland. That's how important this oil is to the body. And furthermore, sebaceous glands are controlled and activated by, drum roll please, hormones. All sex hormones for both men and women play a vital role, vital role in the stimulation and production of sebum. Okay, so I've already said these things. I'm trying to link the dots. Why am I discussing this? Because you must understand the design and the build and the function of skin and even furthermore, the whole body in order to understand how to care for the skin, period, end of story. This is where the use of your common sense comes in, folks. So what should you be applying to the skin to keep it supple, young, nourished, and supported? Hmm, let me think about that. Well, what did creator make in the skin? to keep it in such a nice form and keeping it supple, young, nourished, and supported. Oil, that's what we've been talking about, oil. And what does soap do to oil? Soap removes oil. When you are made by creator to produce a ton of sebum, which is oil, and remember how important this oil is to the body, it's so important that every hair shaft 
on your head has its own sebaceous gland. And how many hairs grow on the human head? Hmm, somewhere around 100 to 150,000. So how many sebaceous glands are also present on the head of a human? Hmm, I don't know, 100 to 150,000? What does the oil do and why is it there? I'm going to repeat that again. It inhibits the growth and movement of bacteria, undesirable bacteria. Hmm, that's interesting, Nicola. <laughs> you talked about maintaining the skin's microbiome multiple times through this entire podcast. In order to, to, to do that, we need to support the normal physiology of the skin. Okay, I see, Nicola, I'm connecting the dots here. Things like soap, antibiotics, antibacterials, chemicals, I mentioned parabens as one of them, and personal care products do exactly the opposite. Hmm, are we getting somewhere now in this discussion? Are the dots getting connected? You know, people often, often compliment me on my skin and my youthful appearance. And they're always shocked when they find out how old I am. And usually people will guess my age to be 20 years younger than my actual age. I usually get, eh, you know, you're probably in your mid-30s, 34, 36, when I'm actually 54. So why is that? What is so different about me? What is it that I do? Why do I have this youthful appearance? Well, there's a lot of reasons. It's the lifestyle overall that I live, and I don't have time to get into that at the moment, but I'm going to share some of that. So I want to talk about bathing. I want to talk about bathing and cleaning the skin and the intelligent, proper way to do that. So my hygiene program involves water. Now, water in the sense that I drink a lot of it, uh, and I also bathe in it. And I am one of those people who does not prefer showers. I prefer baths. And there are some days I've got five minutes to take a bath. And there are some days that I have the luxury of taking a 90-minute bath. But either way, I'm always sitting in the bath because I love to commune with water. We are made up over 90% water. So drinking it and bathing in it, those are the lots of things that I like to do. And one important thing that I want to mention about water, and this could be a whole nother topic in and of itself, and perhaps I will do a show on, on water, but the water cannot be tap water. You cannot just use regular tap water. That's sitting in a bathtub full of poison, and that's not going to help anybody. So when you're thinking about water, you've got to do some things to your home or, or your apartment or wherever it might be that you are living. Things such as a whole house water treatment uh, type of program. Um, we need to use water softeners here in Las Vegas because we have, I think, the hardest water in the entire United States. And then I take it even a step further and I have a water structure process that I do. Again, that's a whole long another topic and I don't have time to get into that. But the bottom line is you cannot use tap water. You must do something to clean the water first. So water in and of itself 
is adequate for cleansing. Now, one of the things that I recommend you do before you even get in the water, whether it be a shower or a bath, is to do dry brushing. Dry brushing takes only minutes to do before you perform your hygiene practice of showering or bathing. It supports the flow of the lymphatic system. It improves immunity because it improves circulation. It basically boosts blood supply. And this supports the delivery of vitamins, minerals, proteins, fats, etc. It promotes temporary blood capillary dilation, which allows for a higher volume of blood flow. And it's a great practice to put a couple of essential oils in your hand and then just kind of brush the uh, brush in your hand so the brush picks up the oils and then you do the dry brushing. And you can look up lots of sites on how to do dry brushing, but basically it's a very um, light touch where you're taking a brush, you start at your feet and you brush up towards your heart. And then you start at your hands and you brush up towards your heart. So everywhere you start the furthest away from the heart and then you do the brushing towards the heart. So that's the basis of, of dry brushing. But I think I'm going to go a step further um, and say that there's a lot of things that play into the health of the skin. It's not just what you apply topically. It's not just what you apply directly onto the skin. It's so much more than that. But before I get into that, I'm going to finish up explaining or sharing with you what it is that I do with my personal health hygiene skin promotion practice. Do not use soap. Do not use soap. <laughs> that is the worst thing that you can possibly do. Soap, as I mentioned, removes oil. Oil is our friend. The only time you should be using soap is in the groin or the underarm area or on your scalp. And there's even lots of reasons why you shouldn't even use soap there. But that will be another conversation, I think, for another day. Um, that really requires a lot of discussion and a lot of work on how do you get there. Because most people this day and age would just, just the thought of not using soap, at least in those areas, just horrifies people. So I will move on and just leave it at that. You want to make sure you acquire a soap that is non-toxic. My favorite soaps that I use is a, one of the brands is called Miracle Soap. Or the other soap that I prefer to use if I do use soap is Dr. Bronner's. And then my shower, half of my shower, actually occurs when I get out of the water. So I will soak in the water and, and sometimes maybe twice a week I will do what's referred to as a detox bath where I use salt uh, and some kind of like a, like a Himalayan salt. Uh, I will use baking soda and I will use borax and I will use two cups of the salt. I will use one cup of the borax and two cups of the baking soda and mix that into the water. And that's just amazing for the skin. And I'll do those maybe twice a week when I have a little bit more time and I can spend the 90 minutes in the bath. But when I get out of the bath, that's the 50% of the bath is the water in the tub. The other 50% is oiling up my body. And this takes maybe 10% or 
not 10%, 10, 10 minutes of my time to do. So I will oil up my body by taking like a base oil or a carrier oil. And again, you've got to do your research and homework and make sure that you're using non-toxic oils. I use and love Young Living, the company called Young Living, their base carrier oil and their essential oils. And, but somehow use a mix of, or one of, or combine a few of these, olive oil, almond oil, avocado oil, sesame oil, grapeseed oil, sunflower oil. You can make your own combination of these things, or perhaps you can uh, purchase from a reputable company a base carrier oil that, that contains a, a collection of those oils combined together. And then I will take maybe a tablespoon or two of that base oil, and I'll add a bunch of essential oils. And some of the essential oils that I'll use are geranium. I will use Roman chamomile, sandalwood, frankincense, galbanum, cedarwood. I always use some kind of citrus oil. I usually use a copaiba oil. I use a lavender oil. So there are a lot of oils that I use and blend together. And then I make this concoction up as I need it. So I don't, I don't make a bunch of it up and then keep it in a glass jar. I just make up what I need right after that shower so that it's fresh and the oils are not oxidized. So I'll make it up and I will slather that oil all over from the tops of my feet all the way up to my face. And sometimes I'll even rub these oils on my scalp. So that is really the process that I have done and been practicing and been using for a very, very long time now. I'd have to stop and think back. It's more than 10 years, and it may not quite be as much as 20 years, but you get the idea. It's been a long period of time that I've been doing this, and it's working great. And the other thing that uh, clearly, from the compliments I get and from the commentary, the other thing that I want to say about skin that I find really important and I highly recommend to everybody is sweat. Sweating is so important. I'm a big fan of taking exercise classes in very hot rooms. Um, I just love just pouring sweat. And it took me a while to be able to adjust to that. And I've been doing that for Gosh, I'd have to think back, but it's probably been at least 20 years close to that. And there's something just so cathartic and so cleansing about getting into a room and just pouring sweat. Because again, the skin is one of our largest detox organs. It's not the largest, but it's one of the larger detox organs. And the skin so gracefully and so kindly and so lovingly pushes a lot of toxic waste out of the skin. Anybody who has ever done a detox program and they have, you know, sweats at night or they get, you know, strange rashes that kick up or their rosacea kicks up, that is the body performing detox. And so one of the ways you can really help the skin push a lot of these toxins out is by doing some kind of practice of sweating. 
heavy sweating. And if doing an exercise class in a hot room is not really your thing, that's okay. You can always go and sit in a sauna, a sauna or a steam room and do a practice like that to help purge toxins out of the skin. Well, the time has come, the uh, hour is up, and there's so much more that I wanna say about the skin. And as I'm finishing this particular show, I have committed to doing a second show on the skin because there's so much more to say. And I think there's so much more that people would like to hear that would be really helpful. So I will plan on uh, doing that for a future podcast. We'll just pick it up with skin part two. Uh, I want to share with you uh, next week, we will be discussing the benefits and the um, wonderful gift of medical thermography. I'm going to have a wonderful guest on the show who has a breast cancer survivor and has discovered the gift of thermography through that whole uh, experience of getting diagnosed with breast cancer. So we're going to talk about that next week. And for now, I thank you for spending the hour with me. And I do hope that you were feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, there's always a natural solution that may completely remedy, or if not significantly, at least improve any kind of health issue that you may be struggling with. That is the message I'm hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. If you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at www.backtobalancelv, LV as in Las Vegas, backtobalancelv.com to find out more about what we do at the center here in Las Vegas. Until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.